Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Worst Idea of All Time, Season 6, Episode 20, if you can believe it. My name is Tim Bat. this is Guy Montgomery, and this is a season of the podcast where we are visiting a franchise that is centred around the concept of family. Family is front and centre, it is the priority in Dom Toretto's life. And uh, this season we've been blessed to be joined by many excellent guests, international uh, comedians, local comedians, friends of ours. And today I am delighted to welcome, I think, in my opinion, our most special guest that we've had so far. <laughs> it's my dad, Andrew Bat. <laughs> hey, Dad. Hi, Tim. Hi, Dad. No, we, Hello, went, through, guy. we went through this, we've guy. We went through this. <laughs> you don't call him Dad. I'll call you Papi. You Can call... you also flick your hat up a little bit? Because we're going to lose your eyes. Just I don't want to lose Call me whatever you like, guy, except uh, uh, late for dinner. Okay. Yeah, is, Dad. <laughs> no, I thought not to call you Dad <laughs> if you're going to be joking like that, mate. Uh, welcome along, Andy. It's, it's a delight to have you in the chair, on the mic, and in our company. It is. It's an absolute honour for me to be here, Guy. Thank you very much. And thank you very much, Tim, for the invitation. Oh, much a pleasure. I'm, I'm delighted and slightly surprised that you agreed to do it. Um, you're, yeah. oh, just I, watched... didn't, I didn't think participation was an option. Yeah, well, no, you could have. <laughs> we, we're very big on that. We don't strong arm anyone into, no, into no, doing it in the hot seat. True. But this is a movie about cars. I mean, I think cars, I think Andy Bat. That's who I think of first. Well, it's, I guess this one's sort of about cars. They did destroy a lot of cars. They did. Guys they made did. this point um, frequently before uh, I, that. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Ar- arguably, this franchise hates cars because of the amount of cars I, I, they destroyed. I would say, from an environmental point of view, they really don't like I mean, internal combustion thing, engines. <laughs> the thing they like less than cars is the environment. But before I think before we get into the weeds, I'd love to take a um a sort of a bird's eye view of your relationship to the um 
or to the podcast. And because you are arguably, you know, what are you respond? You are quarter responsible for this between you and Marg, and then of course my own parents. There would be no worst idea of all time. <laughs> and I'm sort of because you know you are you, you trying to blame me for this? I'm God. not blaming you. For, <laughs> I'm not blaming you for anything, an old man. Interesting tact. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I want. So you know you you. Uh, a practical man, you you you've lived a, a slightly more traditional life than Tim and myself, and that you 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 know you you worked. You you've know, got you've had real jobs, yeah. in your life, <laughs> and so you know here we yeah. are on a Wednesday morning at nine fifteen. I roll around for a hard day's toil at the office. And we're you, in the primes of our yeah. working lives. We're in our, you know, we're two young men in our thirties. You sit in with us as we go to go to the very serious work of watching him. I mean, what do you make of all this? <laughs> 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 it's a very good point that you make, Guy, and I, it, it's quite true. I have uh, um, had a much... Let's get into a bit of that. I'm just getting this chair out of the way in case it's in a shot. Um, your bona fides, Andy, vis-a-vis cars. Is that my coffee, by the way? That's you. That's so good to hear. Um, you you started as a... I mean, this you were sort of original lover's cars in some ways. As a young man, this was your first uh, trade. Uh, uh, your, well, uh, Your profession. Well, um, yes, I suppose it was. Well, I guess yeah, you're, you're a qualified civil engineer. Technic- no, 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 it's not over. <laughs> well, you, right. you may be our most overqualified <laughs> guest already. Let's not over-egg this thing. <laughs> uh, um, it, is it my... Uh, yes, it probably is my passion. That's that's true. Was it my first job? No. Um, my first sort of what... The year is 1970. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, I was going to say uh, it, it was probably a bit later than that. I think 74. Uh, for a couple of years, I actually spent as a as a civil engineering cadet with what uh, we of a certain age will remember as the Ministry of Works and Development. Bring it back, which which you people will have no recollection of whatsoever. I've been talking to a lot of um, socialists there. Apparently, well, we need to bring it back. Yeah, well, I think the the problems, current issues with our infrastructure could could indicate that that might be a good idea but anyway that's a that's a conversation for another day that's our, um, our other podcast <laughs> i yes so so i solve the world yeah. yeah absolutely i got a uh, for various reasons decided to exit that uh, profession partway uh, after i don't know three years i think uh, and partway through the qualification to take on on a, a, a pr- apprenticeship as a as a motor mechanic and then that was in oh, I don't know nineteen. Was it this? This leads to uh, Dad teaching other people how to be mm-hmm. mechanics, yes. and then an illustrious and long career in the tertiary education sector, being in charge of the people who teach the people how to <laughs> fix cars. Well, wow, that's that's a serious role because ultimately, if any one fixes a car incorrectly, that goes all the way back up to the top. You're and in the, charge of that. That's and there the you are. Fortunately, I think I would have been shielded. From that a little bit, but, <laughs> but I guess in yes, you could say, in and some respects, that's the case. The other relevant component: when the movie first kicked off, we we're introduced to a title screen uh, telling us we're in sunny London, England. Yes, and, and you said, "Here's a bit of me." You said, "I know that view." I said, "I I did recognise that view." Looking from where? Up the, from up the river from, from London where? Bridge. Oh well, from from growing up. I mean, my first thirteen years was, uh, well, I was born in in Reading. Grew up in Maidenhead, uh, which is about thirty miles west of London, almost due west of London, on the M4 there and, you go. and the he's, river. He's so, got the roads for you. So, this guy likes you know, cars. He's got the roads. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, yeah, some of them. So yes, so 
So here it we did, are. It did look familiar. So. We have a Brit. Uh, it, who's Bonafide passport holding. Exactly. Whose yeah. who's profession is centred around automobiles. And uh, and now we've got a car franchise that's centred, well, at, at the start in London to introduce us to Jason Statham. Yes. Are you a Statham fan, by the way? Uh, um, Dads love Statham. Don't put me wrong here. Yeah, Dads like yeah, Statham. No, no. Well, yeah, no, you're right, Guy. I, I do. I, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Do you want to marry him? No, I don't like him that much. <laughs> and, and, and besides, Tim, mum, Tim's mum might be quite upset yeah, by that. <laughs> I don't think she'd like that. Um, now, Broad Strokes, Dad, we just watched the movie together. We did. D- did you like it? I did enjoy it. Did you? I, you liked Furious yep. 7? Yep. I, I, this is going to say something about my taste in movies, I guess. But, I, yeah, I, I quite because I do quite enjoy the action movie. Yeah. Well, I do quite enjoy that's, it. I'd say the only missing puzzle piece in terms of your relationship to uh, this the, the podcast and the specific franchise that I know through Tim, you're a huge Bond guy. And... <laughs> Um, Sprung. You, that's right. Yeah, you've been trying to keep that under your hat. We're blowing the lid. You're on the front page of the Don Post, mate. You're finished. But uh, there, there is a. They're, they're quite divorced from one another. Obviously, these movies. But there is a kinship in terms of the action and some of the camp silliness that I imagine. Yes. You know. Yeah. This is. It's not Bond for the modern day, but. You know, there is no modern day Bond. Well, there's still Bond. There's it's Bond. It's very serious now, though, isn't it? Yeah, it used to be well, it's, it's gotten very serious, but well, I'll come back to that. Then, yeah, if you yeah. Like. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I just think, you know, it, it was a delight to watch with you. This was my favorite screening of Fast 7 by a mile because I felt like I was viewing it on its terms instead of through yeah. the exhausted prism of being like, I'm so, I'm getting tired of this. We went with a hungover comedian. That's right. Crack a door it was, it was, after a show. Uh, you, I mean, as you've already said at the start of the podcast, it really highlighted the luxury of the experience. You know, 9.30 on a Tuesday, yeah. we're strapping in for a movie with our dad. I'm pretty sure today. What is, is today? It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's okay. all right. It's, it's not important. It's not important. In our line of industry, the days aren't relevant. <laughs> and we did really gloss over the fact that, again, you are claiming this uh, paternal <laughs> well, connection. It's just dad. easier for as long as we're talking. Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, it's fine. So, so anyway, I think where guys getting to with that is, does in some ways this fill in a bit of a void that has been left by the Bond franchise becoming so up its own butthole? Um, I, I guess so. I, I think you, you have to be a bit careful with action movies that you don't take them too seriously. You're good at like, that. You're good gotta, at parking. You've your just got to say to yourself, or belief. "Look, it, this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is about entertainment. Yeah. So if you can't." Sit down in front of a movie for whatever it was, two hours and ten minutes, uh, and be uh, entertained by it. Then, frankly, it's not doing its job, is it? Yeah. So I think uh, there's a certain amount of escapism for me involved in 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 Fast and Furious, uh, and probably the Bond movies too. It's just uh, a way of, you know, just relaxing and. Mm getting out of your life for a couple of hours without taking anything too seriously. Yeah, it's been funny actually uh, sort of reanalyzing your relationship with Bond as I've known it because it's, you're in the thick of it, man. You had four kids at a young age and I just remember there being nonstop laundry and that it, my one of my like indelible uh, uh, sort of childhood memories of you is folding washing with one of the Bond movies on yeah. the tally. Because you owned all of them on VHS and then <laughs> had to rebuy all of them on DVD. <laughs> when DVD well, Dad. Uh, so, well, here's, so it's, 
it's a bit of a story. Um, and uh, yes, it, it is true. I would have to um, plead guilty to, at one point, owning all the, up until that time, the current Bond movies on VHS tape. And in fact, if I have a rate through my garage at the minute, I think I might be able to find them. I believe they're in a box somewhere. Uh, we did lose the VHS player at one point, so I then had to um, uh, reacquire them in the form of uh, DVDs. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. it wasn't me that went out and rebought them as DVDs. They arrived as a box set as a present. That's right. From my children at one yeah. point. Yeah. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm copying for buying them on tape. True. I'm not copying for when, buying when, them all on. On uh, on DVD. When the box set arrived, did you think, "Oh, this is so sweet"? My children know me, or did you think, "I think they've overestimated <laughs> my relationship to the Bond"? No, no, friends. no. I thought this is great. My kids know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, the other thing I was going to say was that, uh, how how it all got kicked. Well, two things I guess kicked it off. Firstly, I think I have uh, a vague memory. I'm going to tell it anyway. I'm not sure if it's entirely true, but I think aged at about. I'm going to say eight or nine. I th I have a memory that my father took me off to see Goldfinger mm. when it came out. So I think that was probably my introduction to it. We then skip a whole bunch of time and uh, half a world. And uh, what Tim said was uh, quite right. Um, uh, Tim's older brother, John, was um shall we describe as a poorly child <laughs> and for a, some would say he still is <laughs> and um for a period of time he would only sleep at night if he was upright mm. so i found myself um often at night um in a not dissimilar position that i am now for those of you that can't see me i'm sitting in a very comfortable chair um and i would have John on my Just shoulder. Just put that mic right up to your mouth. And in order to allow him to sleep, he'd be sleep on my shoulder. Yeah. In order to keep me sort of vaguely comatose, I would have yeah. Bond movies uh, in in the. the I mean, um, this is in the you're, this, you're sowing the seeds of in a, in a in a way our relationship to some of the movies we spend time with, which is um, it's a tr it's attritional to an extent. It's not. We're not, you know, we're not helping our, our sleepless child through the night as we as we watch these. But it's the um, it's the comfort, it's the repetition. You're going back to something that you know serves a purpose. I mean, are, are you you must have um, favorites and you know and at least like are all of these movies equal to you. Look, I the Bond movies. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think they probably are in, in some respects. I, I, I probably yeah, I think so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have ones that I, that I, I could, it's, people ask me, oh, you have a favorite? Actually, not so much. And have you moved, have you, have you uh, moved that relationship to that film franchise? Have you attached yourself to any more modern franchises or? No, not really. No. I just immerse myself. <laughs> you just, you stay there. There's no need to. Well, like they're, they're still making them. They made a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We have, we, um, I, I, 25 has been made yeah. and I bought the 25th disc the other day. Fantastic. So, um, yeah. And I, apparently they're going to make a 26th one. So yeah. They, once they've made a, a key appointment. And so when you, when you, when you uh, <clears> sort of, you know, you, it's a lateral move, I guess, or a backward step maybe into the Fast and the Furious franchise. 
Have you watched any of these movies before? I think I may have seen uh, one of the early yeah. versions of it, I think. And do you have a memory of well enjoying it or not enjoying it? Yeah, no, I think, well, look, I, don't ask me about the plot because I really yeah. can't remember that. But uh, I, I think generally, uh, yeah, I would have enjoyed it, mm. yeah. It do, and I say that because it doesn't stand out as being one that I absolutely didn't enjoy, and normally I remember those. But you're capable of not enjoying a movie? Uh, yes, probably not of the action genre. I'll, yeah. I'll suffer through most of those. If something blows up, you, you know, yeah, you'll yeah. get a B minus at least. Yeah. That's yep. the floor. Yep. Yep. And a lot of stuff blows up in this one. A lot of stuff. Blows so up. much stuff. Well, so many. As, so as someone who's, you know, broadly speaking, quite unfamiliar with the, you know, the characters and the setup to get us to the seventh movie and sort of what happens afterwards, and you're watching it with two people who also don't have all the information to set up this film, would you, what would you describe as the, the blurb? You know, if you were looking at the back of the Fast and the Furious DVD that you own because your children bought it for you because they love you, that's me and Tim, by the way. What does <laughs> it say? Furious on? 7 specifically. Yeah. What does one. it say? About the, the storyline, the, the plot, happening? we have to save the world. Yeah. We're saving the world. <laughs> Again. <laughs> that's it. That's the, it. The we is bringing, well, the we is, is the we including the viewer? Or? Well, it can do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. The experience I mean, it, can't this, exist outside this, of the viewer. See, the thing of it is, this is not a new concept. The story, exactly. The storyline is not new. Yeah. Bond. The Saint. Yeah. The, it's all... Hercules. You know, Maui. Well, there you, you know, go. Like these are, yeah. There is something this is a creation old, myth-ish um, about these. Yeah. Vin Diesel, in a recent uh, junket interview promoting Fast X, described was just discussing these in mythic terms yeah these movies so while the the sort of the concept of saving the world is familiar were you impressed at all by any of the um you know the creative ways in which they introduced new new means of saving the world i guess i mean had you had you seen or thought about cars as um skydivers before no i'd have to say that's probably a new <laughs> yeah a new one I've got a memory of Bond like driving a car out of a cargo plane, but maybe it hadn't taken off yet or something. Or it was uh, taking off. Yeah, it took off and they pushed a whole bunch of cars out of a plane. But just as, right. as waste. Uh, as, yeah. No parachutes on them. No parachutes. And that's what on this them. movie did so as well, as it put some they parachutes did, on They them. did so in order so that he could get to a helicopter, which was also strapped in the. In the plane, which is a far more useful way of getting back to Earth. Big plane. Than a car. Huge plane. The plane, what had ca they had cars that were clogging up, like the storage of the plane had a helicopter well, in the back and they declare out the a bunch cars of were the detritus. That was like Coke cans <laughs> in the bottom of your stairwell. Desperately trying to remember the movie, but the plane, I think, was one of those big Russian Antonov. Was it yeah. a Timothy Dalton yeah, one? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Living Daylights? Because I remember there's a line no, at the end where it says, I know a great place in Karachi to eat. Or something. Yes, and it might, that might have been it. That might have been part of it. Yes, as it hit the ground. All that, no, no. All through Actually, I've, no, I've thought about it. It's not. That's not it. <laughs> all right, that's fine. It's Look, a, it's a we'll milieu. Be, but this is the whole point, isn't it? Back. Your relationship to the Bond films is it's a mil it's a stew. It's, it's a gumbo. It, <laughs> or a blanket. They it's are like, now. But blanket's a better metaphor. My is, memory is not what it was. It's there again. I'm. I, oh, and just sorry yeah. while we're speaking about memory, because that. It's sorry to out you, Dad, but <laughs> Dad's real fun party trick at one point in his life, I'd be very impressed if he could do it anymore. Was you could name a Bond movie, and Dad could give you the license plate of the of oh. the car of like oh. the main Bond car. Wow. Well, I could, was that pre-internet? Because you could. Have oh, just what been were you going to say? Shit. Well, can you still do it? Well, the license plate of his. 
Oh, the daughter's oh, the there. Daughter. Uh, the license plate of, of the Aston Martin DB5. Okay. Go B- on. BMT214A. Oh, there we go. In- internet, prove them wrong, yeah. eh? And if you, for those of you who may be out there and remember that car, and we'll I remember... I would imagine zero the, Well, <laughs> No, there's and, a lot of Bond fans out and there. And remembering the list of gadgets on it, they will remember that it had revolving number plates. Ah. So the other two are, <laughs> here's a test them, <laughs> LU1234, <laughs> and I think EA... Eleven fifty four. You're asking I, the I, wrong person, but it sounds good. The third good to one me. I'll put a question mark by, but I'm pretty sure the first two are right. Fantastic. And how do you feel about this knowledge occupying space <laughs> in your valuable brain it's, on your limited time well, on it? You see, now that I'm as I'm as I am, as old as I am, it's probably wasting a few data points. <laughs> I know. No, no. <laughs> you must be fighting off conversational parts. There must be, parts, there must be more useful things for me to know, surely. I, I tell you what, you've struggled uh, my entire adolescence to remember which son I was by name, first <laughs> off, but the three license plates on the Aston Martin you've got at the tip of your tongue. It's called priorities. That's, yeah. He's always known I'm that's, high, and that's, that's why I love my dad. That's a family thing. So <laughs> my father could, he could remember my name, but he, he always muddled up my two younger brothers. <laughs> Oh, you got you though. That's yeah. good. That's bloody good. That's you know. That's probably the position but, number one. So, the, oh, you go ahead, Tim. No, or, you or I'll go. Ahead. Well, go just on. I just think I'm I'm drawing quite a long blow, but there's b- blow bow, but there's a a kinship because Bond was constantly reinventing new ways to have obstacles that they had to overcome through the the, the gadgets and whatnot. And this is what this franchise is is caught doing. So in this movie, they send uh, cars out of a plane and they have to parachute down to earth. You know. And they've got a pretty fast and loose relationship to physical harm and physics, especially yes. as it pertains to the heroes. You know, in the next movie, they um, have to blow up a nuclear sub. They jump a nuclear submarine. In the in the oh, ninth spo- movie, spoiler alert. they uh, Andy might have a taste now. And he's, <laughs> in the ninth movie, they take car. They they put a rocket launcher on a car and they they fly a car through space. Do you do you see? I mean, I guess the the way that you know, technology has developed and all of these movies are becoming so much more fanciful. Do you remember watching the Bond movies and feeling that they were at all tethered to reality or is it all nonsense to you? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Now, I think, in part, I think the, the the early Bond movies were probably tethered a bit more to reality because they didn't have CGI in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. So they, if, if you couldn't, uh, if you couldn't act it or or make a car do it, you couldn't show it in the film. Uh, you couldn't film it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do and you, so, um, yeah, you did. I mean, the laws of physics did apply in the sixties yeah, and probably yeah. in the seventies, but I think probably less so now. Are you familiar with the expression "jumping the shark"? Yes, yes, so I think so. Do you do you know yes. when Bond might have jumped the shark? Ooh, that might have been a little while ago. <laughs> I think making DB nines disappear. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was probably getting close to it. Was that die another day? Yeah, I think so. When he's driving through the snow? No good. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was a bridge too far. Yeah. So w- here's my question, Andy. I know you're not a, um, a, you know, an acting coach or anything like that, but what did, what did you make of the performances in this in this film? Were you buying it? Was it enough to be like, yeah? Oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know... It, I think the the acting you take with a grain of salt because of what it is. I mean, you know, no, nobody's going to be dishing out Oscars for these things. Let me let me reframe a little bit. Who was good? Who who in this? I you, think you saw I think, and you were like, yeah, I think everybody uh, who had a part in this, I think, played their part. 
But I don't. I can speak. I'm freely. not seeing. Yeah, I see. I just take an action movie on face value. Yeah, so I'm not I, seeing anybody I, standing out. Dead. I love so this got, relationship you, to, to movies. An yeah. uncritical eye. Yeah. yeah, it's just like no. just entertain me. Two hours and twenty minutes of entertainment. Show me. Everybody time. did their job. Thank you very much. I've got to get on and do the painting now. Uh, 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 <laughs> In our first, it's a good way to live, it isn't is. it? In our first we're, season, we're doing the opposite. <laughs> we had uh, professional film critic Dom Corrie on, and he, I remember him saying, "I always rings rings in my ears." He said, uh, "You have to meet the movie on its terms." Yeah, and you are a, you are a walking advertisement for this. You're not yep. expecting anything more or less no, than exactly what the fast franchise you promises. Put it up there on the screen. I'll watch it. It's great. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I could talk to you about the cars. <laughs> Please do. Did See, you have a favourite vehicle? Well, I I did quite like the um the one that Deckard Shaw was driving. Yeah, was it a Lambo? No, I think it was an Aston Martin when I looked at it. Oh, true. Might have been a Lambo at some point. No, no, it was it was, it was an Aston Martin. Yeah, it's also yeah. it's of his character, isn't it? Yes, British yes. Style. Well, it's got to be British, hasn't it? And uh, you could you name the the make of the Aston oh, the, Martin? The model. The model. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was a DB9. Yeah. Do you think there was the, a direct reference? To Bond? N- n- no, I just think they were... They're just cool. They, they pulled cars out of everywhere for this yeah, thing. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The, um, I don't think there was a maker that wasn't represented. Did you recognise that uh, that supercar no. that was in the Middle East? I was hoping you weren't going to ask me that. <laughs> no, I, I, and I tried a couple of times to hear what how they actually yeah. named it, but I couldn't get it either no, time. So it I some, yeah. some weird supercar. Yes, like yeah. And there, there are a lot of... Well, sorry, I'll rephrase that. There are a number of manufacturers around the world who make very small numbers of hypercars like yeah. what well, is that but, to but enhance the inflate their value uh, or no 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 they're just they're just small they're just small companies they don't make a lot of cars because they're you know they're hypercars they're very expensive so they don't sell very many of them so they just make small runs that's crazy what's the what's the appeal for the maker and the I consumer. think it's it's well the the appeal for the maker is they're making very specialized cars the appeal for the buyer is they've got something that only five other people like or 10 other people luxury. on the planet have got so yeah, yeah. would like, you like yeah. to drive one oh um yeah. yeah yes yeah what's the fastest you've driven a car oh uh oh not very fast really uh, uh 100 about 120 We've got to get you on the autobahn. Hold on, hold yeah. on, because I don't know if he's about to say miles or okay. Yeah, I was about to say miles. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not slow. Not recently. Yeah. Because, Dad, you raced for a little bit. Oh, yes, but, uh, yeah. Dad raced that was carts. A whole, a whole different thing. That's cool. Yeah. Dad held yeah. a, um, Andy had a, a, you had a, like a racing license for a bit. Yeah, though. yeah, I did, yeah. Did you ever yeah. throw tacks out the side of the cart? And no, no, like we that? didn't. Banana peels? No. No. Tortoise no shells. No, <laughs> no, no it didn't have any machine guns or yeah. bulletproof shields. You just yep. out there raw dogging it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. The, the so like as a fan of cars, when you see them doing the racing and stuff, does are there any bits that take you out of it because it's like it's too unrealistic, or would you just go, "This is a movie, and that's okay by me"? No, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. That's Man. so good. Yep. Uh, I think, uh, well, Guy, you said it before, you're playing a bit fast and loose with the laws of physics here right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, jumping jumping a hypercar between well, the, yeah. three buildings is, you know, physically that, that you're pulling a long bow. Well, they don't, they don't <laughs> decelerate at all when they burst through the the glass. No. They can't on account of the there's no brakes on no, the but, car. Which is, I, I've watched this multiple times now. I don't understand why that car does not have brakes. 
This is the hypercar that we're talking about well, they, now that he, Dad couldn't name, it has, shamefully, <laughs> woefully. Sorry, it John. has brakes initially because when they get it out of the, when they get the beast, when they unleash the beast, as Vin Diesel says, yeah. and they get it out of its little cage, yeah, because they cage the, the beast, yeah. He stops it. He at does the stop sort of it. in the foyer of the party, and so something happens. Does I, he? I can't pinpoint it between then and yeah. there. But maybe it's when Paul Walker is bashing the screen in to try and access the, the, the chip or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought he says no because I'm he's so just... confused. Okay, hold on. Let's try and game this out. The three of us. We've all seen this movie. So here's what happens. We've got this hypercar that's in the Sultan's vault alongside yep. some artwork. In a very tall building. In a ve- it's the Wiz Khalifa buildings. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what they're actually called, but it's similar to that. In Abu Dhabi. Yeah, in Abu yeah. Dhabi. And Vin- uh, Dom Toretto lifts it up like a human jack yep. while um, Paul Walker goes underneath with the torch to look underneath. And I think they're looking for God's eye, right? Because it's in the car somewhere. They don't know in where. In the security system. But now I'm thinking, is he cutting the brakes for some reason he's while not, he's no, under there? No, because no, he only went under there with a torch. Is it possible? I wouldn't. I wouldn't let that be too big a clue. Is it possible he's looking for a way to start or unlock the car so that they can get in and then access the device that's inside of the car? I thought the. I might have this wrong. I thought the the God's Eye chip. Yeah. Was in the security system yeah. of the car. Yeah. For safekeeping. Yeah. So they needed to get into the security system because they they got the security control unit and opened it up. And Shit, I bloody missed that. Did they? Did they have they a unit? Afterwards, yeah. They, he, ta- yeah. He's, he bashes the screen, he takes out the unit. Well, so, this is good. so what do you think they're, they're doing under the car? Yeah. Fussing around. Trying to find the security. Oh, they're under the chassis. I think he's, trying to he think, yeah, I think they've increase. gone under there. Well, I think there's a couple of things going on there, not the least of which is it's a chance for Vin Diesel to show how strong he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the first Do bit. you think, so these, these, high, these hyper-performance cars, of which they make very few, are they... They've got light frame. Is that is that yeah, even remotely realistic? He could do that? no, no, no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, think, big, I think it'd be like close to a ton, right? Uh, uh, I like think they, a car like that would weigh would weigh more than a ton. You reckon? Would, who, yeah, do you think? Yeah. Who do you think would have a better shot of lifting it up? One Vin Diesel or the three of us working as a team? Uh, uh, mm, there's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I love that. This is a I line call for Andy. <laughs> no, I, I fucking no, love that. Okay. That think, was not the answer I okay. expected. No, no, I'm not. I'm really not sure. Let's, do you think we, the three of us, could give okay. Vin Diesel a run for his money, no, lifting yeah, cars, no, let's put re- together? Let's Maybe we could. <laughs> let's remove. Let's the, entertain it. Let's remove the car lifting. <laughs> There's three of us. Yeah. There's three. It's a six yeah, arms. It's a, it's a fight. It's a street fight. It's the three Ooh. of us against Vin Diesel. No weapons. Do we stand a chance? Guy, I've just had a birthday. I'm not going to tell you which one. Answer the question. <laughs> Do the math. You're dropping some Firstly, dates on the history before. I don't think we've got a chance. <laughs> you don't think so? I've just seen him for two hours beat the living daylights out of all that, sorts here's, of people. Here's how I, 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 think I, it goes I want to down. alarm you, but that was engineered to make him look good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, guy, yeah. guy's got the height, right? So guy sort of t- like sort of ties him up up top. He's he's sort of distracting what his what his hands are doing. <laughs> I grab him by the now. There's there's one thing I can sort of do in a in a fight, and that's find the fulcrums. So I grab him by the neck and try and. I think one of us is going to have to jump to on ground. his back. I reckon Dad takes out the legs while I'm doing. I'm j- going, 
Guys well, sort of, you know, Andy's meeting him on height value. I'm going for the neck. Andy's going for the oh, knees. No, I'm no. going to go and find a crowbar. Yeah. And, and I'll start swinging. That's right. I like it. And the other it, two of you better get out of the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> your aim's not I thought th- No, I'm just going to be swinging. I'll probably have my eyes shut. That's actually, <laughs> that is how I imagine I'd enter that sort of fight as well. It's just like... Um, you know, you'd have to be disciplined in terms of your your stamina, but I just swing something in front of me to try and prevent anyone being able <laughs> to right. enter could, the attack could, zone. Maybe this is disrespectful, but could we fight Paul Walker? Could we beat him uh, if he was alive? Not now. I I'd like to think I'd stood Standard. a slightly better chance against Did, Paul. You going solo? <laughs> no. You taking no, on Paul? No, no. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul would have us. Paul's trained. Uh, yeah. Vin's just a big Irene, guy. Is Vin not trained? They're all, all. They all look like they might be trained to some degree. Yeah. God, I don't no, know. No. Ronda Rousey's in this movie. Yeah. Who you you knew who she was, eh? When I pointed out I, that I did, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I did know who the she old was. MMA yeah. She's an abysmal yeah. actor, isn't she? It, well, you gave, let's, let's be honest, guys. It's not her. You know. It's not her strong suit. Yes. No, this, guy's, there you go. this guy's been she a had a, for a while. She had a, so she had a role good. to play. Yeah, she's a fantastic wrestler. An, an absolutely shit house actor. I would, <laughs> I'll say it. Andy's not going to say it. I'll say it. It jumps out at the screen how bad she is at delivering so, lines. I'm so in the glad context you showed the up. These parties are so boring. Or words to that yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no, and you know, you know that she got a few bites of the apple. She's so got name f- value. She's yeah. on set. It's not a bad line. People in. Yeah, yeah. there's a way yeah. to work that line, and you got to you got to milk the pauses. You know, yeah. you want to know who's the master at it? Kurt fucking Russell. You, Kurt Russell should have been giving her some notes, but I'll bet he wasn't there on, on set. I, that day. I would like to say I watched a Kurt Russell film last night called. And I'm not. I know that Kurt Russell was a cool guy, and I know he's had a storied A-list sort of uh, action hero career. I know that he's 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 married to Goldie Hawn and Kate Hudson. Is he still? Yeah. Oh, that's and awesome. They, they they are responsible for Kate Hudson, for better and worse. But <laughs> uh, the movie was called Big Trouble in Little China. Have you seen this movie? It's a I, 1987 I film. I, no, no. John Carpenter, writer director, and scored it. I think John Carpenter, the horror director. Yeah, huh. and it is. So, Kurt Russell is so funny in this movie and so cool in this movie. I was in awe of him the whole time I watched the movie. And so it really it gave me um I've always liked Mr. Nobody, you know, and it's always been like it's a cool walk on cameo for yeah. him. You know, he probably what does he do two or three days on yeah. set, cashes a check, gets to be the coolest guy in the movie and then yeah. leaves. Yeah. But you know, it just gave me a craving for more Kurt. I yeah. just wanted Mr. Nobody, you know, peppered through the whole thing. There's we we yeah. You were, I can't think of other like Hollywood stars that his level that are still knocking around, you know, doing it. Few have been cancelled, few have died, <laughs> you know, few are unhirable for various reasons. Kurt's on the scene. Did but you, Kurt seems good. Did you see any Kurt films at the cinema? Oh, I, I probably did. Can I remember them? No. No, yeah. No, but I, yeah, he was I in must that, have at some point. That sort of raft of, I don't know, the only one that sticks out is like on the Video Easy shelf is Hunt for Red October. Yes. You know, there was just yeah. like all of those sort of 90s. Yeah. There was his stock and trade. That's how he yeah. bought his mansions. And and I think he did some westerns. Kurt Russell? Kurt that Russell. Did. Now, I have, right. I have, I've got this picture in my head of him with a massive oh shit yeah 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 someone was talking about that recently hat. maybe um, on our podcast um uh old or no. new older oh well a like few years a few years ago like, yeah yes probably late 90s couldn't, or 90s somewhere couldn't play um it. as a sheriff so help somebody yeah yeah that's right the internet will take there'll be someone there'll be someone screaming there will be probably several right several people will be yelling at us and we can't you flatter our listenership we have one listener 
Um, I th- and you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. I think we sort of like you kind of artfully answer, but slightly dodged Guy's original question, which was, what do you make of the project there? Because Guy and I have been doing this for nine and a half years now. Oh, now you're harking right back to the start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's an oh, important look, question. We're not going to yeah. probably get the look, opportunity to get you on the mic. Again. Yeah. No, that's possible too. Um, look, I, I he's think not it's, dying, it's, everyone. It's, he's just a, he's busy and like a, who could do this twice? <laughs> it's a waste of time. I think what you guys have done really is actually quite amazing to have actually um, monetized <laughs> sitting <laughs> and watching movies. <laughs> I think that's fabulous. <laughs> I think that's just priceless. And I, the only thing I could say is, why didn't I think of it? Well, <laughs> do you not think that we perhaps should have learned a trade? Well, it's not doing you too much harm so far, Guy. No, that's true. I mean, uh, to be fair, you, are, you would be known by far more people than I would be. That's not a measure of success, though. <laughs> it, is for, it is for some people. No, but, you know, I, I, had to, I got the AA over to change a tyre this morning. You wouldn't do that. No, you're probably right. <laughs> I was in a rush. You know, it, I was thinking about it because I was, I was, I was. Guy, guy talks about this, and I'm sorry to grab what no, you no. said, but Guy sort of brings this up often. He says, "What do you, What do you think? 
What do you think your dad makes of, um, and, and I think you say our, which is kind of you, but sort of the insinuation is that of the sort of lack of practical skills. You know, you, you've come in, you've done a lot of work on this house that we're in. Well, Sorry, uh, and I bought this house well, at the end of last year. I can't do it. I don't know what I'm, you know. So it must be alarming to you. Yeah, but you can do roofing. You're going to fix the roof when the weather clears up. When if it ever stops raining. Uh, you know, I can't drive a car. I don't have a, light, a full <laughs> What do you license. now tell us truly? What do you think about that? <laughs> well, that's that's probably that's probably slightly embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, um, uh, listeners, at one point, um, out of all of my four children of licensable age, and not one single one of them could actually drive a car legally. Four adult <laughs> that would, kids. That would have killed Four grown-up kids. A car no, it didn't, it didn't really kill me. No, it no, didn't really course, kill me. Connect because, the dots, though, Andy. What's no, the common well, denominator? To be, yeah, oh, there you go. To be fair, and as I, I can't remember, it's one of the children summed it up and said, why would I do that? I, 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 don't, I don't need a car. I don't have a car. I don't have anywhere to park a car. Because um, at the time they were all living in central Wellington, so and, yeah, and why quite, is that? quite because right. the boomers so, bought all the property and fucking cooked the housing market yeah. for us. Where are we going to put a car in our rental? Can't fit it in there. Whose fault is that? <laughs> it is a gotcha podcast, and we got you, old man. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you might have me on that one. This is where we're, this was all laid. <laughs> I mean, because I remember, I remember it's my, only slightly embarrassing. My it's dad, not huge. He would, he <laughs> would fine. sort of, he has practical value. Not not in spades, but he can do. You know, is he me? No, this is my dad. This is Stephen. Stephen, oh, and yeah. uh, I I know I because I've experienced it where he would when I was growing up he'd be like, well, this is how you do this, and I just I had no inclination to be interested. <laughs> I had no concept of the value it would bestow on me in later life when I had to face yeah. the same challenge. He we we changed tires together when I was you know I could do it, but yeah. that's a whole day for me. Whereas yeah. it's like ten minutes for a guy. Yeah. That it's what I pay for, but like, did you feel any of that? Because I, I know, I, I just remember him being like, "You should want to learn how to do this because you'll need to." I won't be here. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. nah, there'll be a guy. <laughs> there'll be a fellow. There'll be somebody somewhere." Um, I, I, are you asking me where my well, intense practical skills came from? I, I don't really. That, know. But that, and also, I, but what's? I mean, you seem to be remarkably, uh, you know, lucid and and. Um, you have a very healthy relationship to the fact that your children aren't you and they, don't, they might not yeah. care and that they're not going to learn it and that doesn't bother you in the slice. You no. don't think, come on. No, I think uh, we, and by we I mean uh, Margaret and I, yeah, w- mom. when we had the kids, mum, Tim's mum. Yeah, Tim's mum. Uh, my mum. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't see the children as as you know mini me's if you like of course they were their own people yeah. and they've all gone off to do their own things and they've been very different things mm. but they've all gone off to do their own things and and you know in different in totally different fields like none of them are motor engineers or builders or anything no, no, so, so right. and that's great but because that's what they've done this is and, and they've done it for themselves this is true of my siblings and myself also but i know that beneath it all there is a simmering frustration <laughs> That none of us wanted to learn how to patch a wall. No, see, I, that never bothered me. <laughs> that, that that didn't worry me at all. Um, and I think, really, the big goal for us, in, as far as the children were concerned, and I might be oversharing a bit here, was to make sure that they were happy. Of course, that, that was it. It's beautiful. We didn't we didn't need anything else from them or. Well, them. mission success. But, you've raised four fantastic kids. 
I'm very good friends with, you know, my brother, your son, Tim. <laughs> I'm going to get a bit speechless now. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm still here, guys. I'm just enjoying. Yeah, well, it's, it a lo- it's a lovely moment. I mean, have mm. you ever, have you spoken to my dad? Have you guys? Uh, not recently, but I have you spoken have? with your dad. Yeah. What not 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 recently. Did you, you would have had a laugh. You would have been out. Yes, yeah. No, Look at yes, these Yes, yeah, guys. we did have a laugh because it was actually boys. after one of your shows, I think. Uh, <laughs> you and Stephen get on well, I think. Yeah, I've yeah. had some fantastic yeah. evenings on, on a um, couple of glasses of red wine with Stephen. Yeah. He's a good time. <laughs> yeah. He's a good hang. He seems like a nice guy. Absolutely. He seems like a nice yeah, guy. Yes. He He's all right. Should we do our shining lights because we sort of get um we're getting to the end of our of our allotted time. Oh, of course. I wrote mine down because I've, I can't remember well, what it was. Well, while you look and that Andy, up, I can get it. And well, Andy, I just want to warn Dad for what's coming. You've listened to the podcast before, Dad. Mm. Um what we're looking for here is a, a moment you genuinely enjoyed from the film, which sounds like it's maybe not going to be the outrageous <sighs> reach it has been with other people. Well, it might be an outrageous reach because I'm I'd probably struggle a little bit. You guys might need to go first. I yeah, no, that's see fine. If I can pick something can, up. Yep, yep. From what go, you're saying, no worries. I can go right away. It's something I've enjoyed before, but not mentioned. It's um, I think there's, there's some of the fashion because it is a 2015 movie. It's not. It doesn't all translate exactly to today, and that's as it's to be expected. You know, movies are on the the um, not always on the cutting edge. I mean, Vin Diesel's got a timeless style in that he's wearing the same cutoffs. But there's a beanie that Jason Statham wears when when they're in um, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, and is that how you say it properly? Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan. I'd have gone Azerbaijan, but yeah. I don't. You know, potato, potato. Yep, the country's absolutely. name. Sorry to all of our listeners, <laughs> but uh, he, he shows up on the scene. They're trying to save Ramsey from that the the big sort of military bus, and he shows up in his little cool little car, and he's wearing a beanie, and it's sort Stathers. of Stather's wearing like a it's like a baby a knitted baby beanie that's folded up, sort of you know, in a very impractical way that is very trendy, which is yeah. not total air coverage. It's yeah. folded up sort of top air. Almost reminds me of an old burglar, and, an old bur- yeah. like a cat burglar. And it look. doesn't look it doesn't look warm where they're fighting, but there's no one wearing a beanie to suggest that it's as cold as that. And also, you know, you He's never see, and, and there's some bald cold. blokes out there. Well, you never yeah. see, but you never see Vin in a hat. You never see the rock in a hat. And thank God. So, <coughs> Guy and I are on a Facebook thread. I'm going to give scant little details. With with, with um, some other comics, let's say an indiscriminate number of other uh, like-minded people, and uh, and there's someone we've found who has a hat, and we just <laughs> find it so funny that they have found this hat because the hat doesn't look great, That's and right. there's so oh, many yeah. photos of the hat in this person. I, I, and and I applaud Vin Diesel for maybe trying on a couple of hats and going, you know what? Not for uh, my. It's head. a business choice. He's he's most recognisable as the man with the 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 chrome dome. <coughs> True, but you know it's just so fascinating to me that the Rock doesn't wear a hat. Uh, the Stath traditionally doesn't wear a hat. I think he wears a cheese cutter in a in a, one of the one of the movies that we've already seen. But it's just it, it's out of the blue. He's wearing this beanie, and honestly, I like the beanie. I nice. think it looks good. Nice. I think he could wear the beanie today. It wouldn't be remarkable. It would be like, yes, taste's looking good. It's not out of place, is it? Yeah, I, like- I just I like it. I like that it's a, it's a it's a it's a random choice. It comes out of nowhere, and he absolutely pulls it off. States in some turtlenecks uh, in this film as well, and it's a he looks good in a turtleneck. Yeah, he's got. St- this is the difference. He's got style. Do you know what it is? The beat, not fashion the, doesn't go out of the cheese cutter makes sense thematically because the, a lot of you know the Aston Martin, the turtlenecks, they hammer the fact that he's British. Mm. The beanie crosses and uh, the beanie exists in international waters. Anyone wears a beanie, and yet it's still distinctly him. I mean, it's great costuming, and he carries it well. 
And um, I've wanted to say it for three episodes now. I like it. Fantastic. My shining light is, Inley Stair, do you want to jump in? No, you go. Because sometimes I like to go before I forget it, but I've written mine down. So if you've well, got yours okay. loaded up. Uh, well, it's not really loaded up. You go. Okay. I'll, I'll so there's a scene on on the end. in the uh, first act of this movie where um, Paul Walker, wait, I don't know. It's in the middle somewhere, actually. Uh, Paul Walker's fighting a guy on a bus, which mm. sounds... Not exciting, but it's, it's, effort, very it's the exciting. aforementioned bus on which Ramsey is, right? It's this the, is this the military is, bus. So before we know who Ramsey is, we know that we've got to go get Ramsey because she's created God size. So we've got to go get her because she's going to be targeted because she's the only one who can deprogram it or find it or whatever the fuck. So they've, they've tracked her down. And Language, she's in a bus. mouth, mouth, young man. Don't make me. Don't and make so, me be the one to say. And so, so this international terrorist called Moses has a band of merry men as well, and they've kidnapped Ramsey. Put her in this bus. We don't know it's a her yet, and we assume it's a he. Well, yeah, because hackers are he's. Hackers are he's, and uh, so they they finally get in there. Blah blah blah. This whole kind of action sequence unfolds. You should see the movie. It's quite spectacular. <laughs> but then the bus sort of careens into a hill. Paul Walker is trapped inside like a dog in a vet van, you know, with the caged bit, and he can't get out. And it skids closer and closer to the cliff, and suddenly it's hanging over. Is it gonna? propel itself over and kill Paul Walker in the process? No, because we're only in minute 50 of the film. So if you look at your watch, you can probably ascertain, I don't reckon this now is the bit. Now 50 of the we, film, not yeah. minute 50. Is it? Yeah. it oh, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes, dead right. Uh, the, fifth, the 50th minute. We're, it's we're, early. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. early in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then he has to bust a window open, climb up it and out, the bus then starts skidding on of its own gravity-forced yeah. accord. And he has to run over it, which he does. This isn't my favorite bit. This is all the setup. He jumps off the car and Letty, out of nowhere, tail whips, like, you know, fishtails her car right next to the cliff. He jumps off, lands on her bonnet, I think. No, he grabs onto the spoiler. Is that on the spoiler on the boot? On the spoiler. And then kind of whips, she whips him back onto onto terra firma. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's got this crane shot. So this is this has been an outrageous sequence. We are breathless knowing what's going to happen to this guy. And, and we finally can exhale. And it's got this dramatic crane shot where it circles and comes down onto him um, from above, bird's eye view. And, and he's he just, lying on the gravel, all spread eagled. And he says, and he says thank you. <laughs> this priceless. <laughs> right. It's a good line and he delivers it I think the yeah. best you could. It's he's, like it's it's just per, it's like a child saying thank you for a lollipop. Got, well, the poor fellow would be slightly winded. Well, so it's think, so good. He's so yeah, he's, he's so got, I don't know, um infantile when he says it. He's got charisma and he's got chops this poor walker. I also want to say that it, it's a very high stakes moment because if he if he slides with that bus down the hill, he's going to die. And yet not 2 minutes later Vin Diesel and Ramsey use does the deliberately thing. driving down the same hill as yes. an exit strategy yeah. with no consequence yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And a far smaller car. So it's, I don't know, it's all a bit, but anyway, his delivery yeah. on thank you. Well, we've already discussed that you don't want to, you know. That's right, yeah. You, you read too much into this. This is about the plot, not hold, about physics. Hold the movie with a loose yes. Uh, yes. Do you when, yeah. you when when there's an election, do you uh, just write on the election form, I think all of the parties have made a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've never been known to do that. Yeah, I know. I just I think you're you're a remarkably fair person. It's the insinuation. Anyway, your shining light. Tim's Tim's looking at me expectantly. Um uh shining light. Look, 
I think I enjoyed the movie immensely. I think the the bit of many parts that I enjoyed was actually right at the very front end mm. where, uh, and it's just after the sort of the big shot of the London and the Thames River, and um, we're in the hospital, which we come to see that um, Statham is comprehensively dismantled. That's right. Uh, getting to um, see his brother, who is frankly not in great shape in a hospital bed. And um, I think the, I don't know whether he speaks the words or whether they're narrated, but it's something about not being able to escape your past yeah. in your future. Yeah. And I thought that, and I, I, I'd like to see the movie again in order to get that line. We might have talked line. over so it. So Tim, when you, when you do your next thing, can you, if you can just jot that down so for me quite, and it's text quite, it to me or email Because I think it's actually quite a good line. What did they communicate to you? What did you when I, you I, heard that? What did, I I think it's it's I think it's something we can all kind of mm. grab onto. Is it quite resonant? It was it was quite resonant, uh, and I'm probably speaking as an older person now. No, it's beautiful. So it's, it's something along the lines of no matter you know no matter what you do now you can't out you can't outrun your past. No matter yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he was saying it to his brother. I think it, he was. Yeah, so put him yeah, in the hospital. Sort of bed. a vaguely family type statement. That's nice. Kind of set the scene for That's me. Cr- what a was, great yeah, shining light. I thought. Oh, well, I yeah. I, I as I say, I did enjoy the whole movie. Not only but that, that did leave Not out. only are you meeting this action movie on its terms, you are elevating at moments what it's doing to <laughs> sort of the pantheon of meaningful art. Well, That's, maybe it it deserves that. I'm who's not, right? Not and who's criti- wrong? It's not a criticism. I'm just saying it's. But you're remarkable. saying elevate. You're saying it's that that dad's elevating it. Maybe maybe dad's viewing it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's, we're viewing look, it the wrong way. I've always respected our dad. I think he. Yeah. I think he's a, a a great and wise man. I agree. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. And um, unless you've got anything else that you'd like to muse on uh, no, about this I, movie, I'm, no, I'm done musing. But thanks. Uh, well, da- well, I'll tell you what. Fast X is coming out very soon. Uh, yeah. Sorry, ten. Ten. Yes. Like really soon. Yes. I don't know what we we actually should. I. I'll. Guy and I um, were trying to host a bit of a mm. preview screening, like a New Zealand preview screening, but I don't right. think Universal is going to let us. Which is fair enough. That's their prerogative. That's, that's Even though they're them. sponsoring the season of the podcast. Yeah, but you enjoyed Seven so much. Maybe I did enjoy Seven. We should I see X seven. on the big screen. We we should do that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we should. Fantastic. Yep. yep. Well, Andrew Bat, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you very and much for having me, me. You've never been Andrew Bat. You've just been Dad. <laughs> thank you, guy. <laughs> Call me by my real name. Say, son. <laughs> Righto, son. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.